Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Money Talks. And you know, today we have a very special guest. We have somebody who, uh, unfortunately, uh, no VC could convince to you know give their money and take a little bit of equity stake in the business. Otherwise, they would have been one of the best VCs in the country. Uh, but now he himself is a VC. He's out there acquiring companies. He's out there investing in different companies. And he's the one, the only, you know, the star of the East. The, ta- the president of Thai Kolkata, we've got Mr. Abhishek Rumta with us today. Hi, Abhishek, how are you? Hi, uh, Anirudh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really, really appreciate, uh, you know, you taking out the time. I think a lot of people over here have been looking forward to, li- to hearing about your almost 23-year journey now. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. I think, within the top 1% of entrepreneurs already, because as we all know, 90% of all businesses fail in the first 10 years, and you made it 23 years. So I think we, we all want to take a little bit of uh, that gold dust that you have and, and learn from that. And, and you know, today's conversation is, is going to be free flowing. I, I hopefully will get a chance to ask you a ton of questions about how you did it. And, sure. uh, you know, and, and it would really be helpful for our viewers. So to start off, I, I think, Abhishek, let's start off with the fact that what is IndusNet Technologies and what does it do? Okay, so IndusNet Technologies, which we recently renamed as INT, is basically a product engineering company. We work for lots of large enterprises, especially in banking, insurance, uh, pharma, a little bit retail and uh, FMCG. And we build digital products for them because all of them are looking for transformation. And we go and work with them to build those products that help them transform their business. Uh, Of course, we also work with lots of startups because a lot of startups want to transform their business. And there we came up with a very interesting model, which we call uh, tech capital, where we take uh, cash plus equity in those companies. And so this is what INT does. And besides INT, I run uh, two other businesses, uh, which is uh, my partnership businesses. One is a company in which I am a director, which we acquired. It's called TechShoe, which is an integrated digital marketing company. And the third one is where I play an active role is a a joint venture company that I built with uh, my co-founder, Umesh Bhutodia, uh, which is called Energy Tech Ventures which is into uh, uh, energy analytics and uh, mm. and uh, commercial real estate analytics uh, for uh, facility management. Wow. So th- th- you're, you're, you're a 3x entrepreneur, but running all three at the same time. Uh, no, I, I actually, I spend most of my time in INT, but yes, uh, I okay. think uh, I have got my feet in all the three businesses to some extent. So Abhishek, why, why the name Indusnet? So Indusnet is the, the name itself has a testing and uh, funny background. So when I was starting the company, actually, it was started in a spur of a moment. There was no planning behind starting the company. So I went to okay. actually see the exhibition. And when I uh, reached the exhibition hall, I thought, why not I start my company today itself? And why not I start my company from this exhibition hall itself? So I went in and said, you know, I want to actually exhibit here instead of just seeing the show. And as usual, you know, people would actually laugh out on that. And that exactly that, that is exactly what happened. But then I went inside and, you know, I said that, okay, let me ask these people if they are happy to share a stall with me. And fortunately, the first person I spoke to, uh, he agreed to do that. And uh, Complete cold call. You're saying it was a complete cold call. You just went and randomly just called on someone. Absolutely. And then I came out of this place because now I have committed a a quarter of a stall, uh, which was less than 25 square feet. Uh, And then I had to kind of get things ready for that. And I had around 50 rupees in my pocket. So I went to the nearby cyber cafe to print my leaflets about what I'm going to offer there. And the first thing that came to mind, mind was, you know, till now I have been mostly doing things as an individual. Now, if I have to put it as a company, what should be the name of the company? 
and right in front of me there was a very nice restaurant called Indus Valley Restaurant. So I picked okay. Indus. I picked net from the kind of business I am into. So I was a purist, so hosting should be net. So I put net around to Indus, and then obviously it was technology. So I put technologies. So I just thought of the name right on the spot. Uh, went and typed in the name Indus Net Technologies, and made a small one-page leaflet, and the rest is history. Wow, rest is history, and what a way to find a name! I had no idea. So, and this was all happening in Kolkata. Uh, yeah, all in Kolkata. So it was the place was ice skating rink, which is a, a skating rink in a, in a Birla school, which is modern high school, and which has been which gets converted into an exhibition hall uh, once in a while. Does Indus Valley Restaurant still exist? Uh, no, it doesn't exist. It did stay for a long time, but it doesn't exist anymore. But did you ever go and eat over there? I know you saw the name. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Little does the owner know that his restaurant, you know, it, it still lives in a way through Indus Net Technologies. Yes. So amazing! Wow. I, I that that I don't think anybody knows that story. I've never actually read that story anywhere about you. It's not much in public domain. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, obviously now you come from. I mean, it's very interesting that we that uh, you know we bring up the topic of Kolkata, right? So Kolkata, obviously, if you go back even a hundred years, was supposed to be the commercial capital of India. Yeah. But now, I think uh, over the past hundred years, it sort of lost its significance. But you have put up a a flag over there, and you've created a business out there in Kolkata, which is not considered to be the mecca of of especially internet right because it's it's supposed to be the area of of you know slow low and and the traditional marwadi businesses right but you you've done something completely different you're a marwadi too but you've done something so completely different right and that too in 1997 i, I think this was you you're predating the technology boom at this point yeah. so yes. what was what was that passion and, what, and that that you know drove you to become an entrepreneur so anirudh you know um uh i never really thought that i will become an entrepreneur to be very frank right i have my father had a family business uh, of jute trading and i always thought you know at the end of the day after my studies after i do some take some experience from here and there at the end of the day i will go and join that business right and that would have been a traditional old business and uh, i had a passion of uh, mountains i used to go for a lot of trekking trips i in fact did 40 trips 40 treks uh, in a span of 5 to 6 years uh, i was hardly in calcutta the moment i used to come back i used to plan the next one and i in wow. fact also Uh, a, a trekking instructor at one point of time, uh, you know, by uh, got trained by some of the uh, good guys in the field, and uh, I was kind of trekking expeditions out. Uh, so one, I, I had an accident, a small accident, and uh, in a bike accident because I used to drive pretty rashly, and uh, I kind of got confined at home. And that, that was the time when uh, my parallel education that was going on, a little bit of education in NIIT, you know, okay. and, and those, you know, anyone who can afford were put into NIIT to study computers. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I did a small thing myself. <laughs> I had an idea. Am I going? That was the objective of studying there. But uh, during this period, you know, I kind of discovered myself in terms of you know I can do great animation in those products, you know, called uh, AniPro and all that, and I could make uh, web pages in HTML. So all those was a discovery at that time, and that discovery led me to decide, you know, that the internet is one of the most beautiful thing that has happened to mankind in years and decades and maybe centuries. uh because it basically connects the whole world and the power of connected world is immense the moment i realized that i think it was a very it was like you know uh, decided that this is the career i want in my life and this is what i want to do for the rest of my life that is how oh, i wow. kind of internet business all together and yeah i mean uh, and then since then i think i i still have the same passion for internet as a as a medium 
and and what was what was the parents reaction like back then like you you know coming from a jute trading business right which is i'm guessing a lot more safe and secure compared yeah. to an internet business in 1997 and explaining that to your father and obviously raising i'm i'm guessing you raised at least some personal capital to start right how, how did all of that how did all of that pan out so as i said you know the, as far as the capital is concerned it was the computer gifted by dad and the rest was that 50 rupees that i spent in the ice skating rink apart from okay, that i wow. extra capital i have just multiplied that multiplied that money ever since okay so that is one part of the thing the second is the family reaction was not uh, uh, shocking because i come from a business family so they were not against it it was just that you know uh, we don't know how serious abhishek is about this whole thing uh, maybe he is not very serious maybe he may not be successful in this and if he is not successful then we have a backup plan so they were pretty chilled out in that way and uh, that oh, i am wow. i'm blessed uh, with that uh, that you know nobody was really against my doing this business and as this business started ga- gathering steam i think uh, everybody uh, supported wholeheartedly in fact um, uh, in uh, in year 99 i kind of thought that you know i will go to do my studies in uk because i had this thought that without uh, a masters degree in uh, engineering people won't take me seriously so you know those uh, those odd things that uh, i think uh, sounds foolish today but i had that uh, thought so i went to do that and in fact when i was out of india my mom and my sister used to run the company so that was the level of support i always had oh wow that is amazing so i mean obviously it took an entire ecosystem then to build build up abhishek rupta <laughs> oh, <Wow>. of course <laughs> i'm playing lucky money base but yes but but what do you think about the startup ecosystem now in kolkata the startup ecosystem has come a long way uh, i think um, uh, when uh, i started my company of course there was nothing in fact there was nothing in india altogether at that time yeah right uh, yeah over a period of time it started developing calcutta has been a little behind in this whole thing mostly because of two things one is the lack of exposure and the second is the brain drain that has happened in kolkata so if you see the talent okay. from kolkata are already working in amazing startups all over the country okay mm. so there is lack of uh, uh, you know bengal talent working all over the country right it's just that they don't get the confidence to come back in kolkata and start up or they don't get the confidence of coming back in kolkata and joining a company and i don't blame them because i think the concern for them is the chicken and egg situation do we have sufficient companies where if i want to change or if i want to progress in my career i can make a move right so obviously if even if i advertise myself as the great option they want options beyond industnet as well and which is obvious correct and when they don't find that i think then they go into a shell back right so i think the challenge is uh, this uh, chicken and egg situation in kolkata where people are not finding enough companies where they can come and work and kolkata is not progressing because all its talent has migrated out in fact even in college people go migrate and migrate out into different cities from the college days itself they don't even complete their college yeah yeah, yeah. in fact uh, we founded a bunch of kolkata based entrepreneurs naya sagi shivalik shivalik and and you know these are great great entrepreneurs right and and we've had great results with them but you're right i don't think they want to go back and set up in kolkata you know they, there's obviously an affinity to kolkata because they still love that place but i don't think they see it as a place where i can go and set up a, a high tech business that can scale quickly you know i mean i i started my indian entrepreneurial career in kolkata too right okay. and i i, I <laughs> yeah after i came back from the us i uh, baliganj uh, tram station right I, i had an office right there for seven months and i remember i i, I was surprised at how slow kolkata really was and and uh, and, uh, and i was in, in a real estate business at that time so i could really really uh, you know quite a frustrating business to be in actually and that too in kolkata and but i know you also deal with some real estate developers yourself uh yeah so we kind of uh, handle almost 80% of the online real estate marketing in kolkata 
and that was a freak uh, incident that happened with us so i used to run a very interesting uh, one day program called digital marketing beats in which i would okay. invite ceos and ceos and you know top experts to come and learn more about digital marketing because i found that the awareness level is too low and therefore either right. the clients are dissatisfied or the uh, vendors are dissatisfied at the end of the day so what we did is that i was doing this program and in one of my program a gentleman registered who is uh, the doyen of advertising industry and he is the guru of lot of famous advertisers in the country is uh, oh, wow uh so he was a part of that show and i was like shivering in my legs like you know if this guy is sitting in front of me what am i going to talk about you know i mean i should not even talk about anything his name was ram ray unfortunately he's not among us anymore and i have a lot of respect for him i learned a lot from him and uh, after the session he threw a challenge to me he said abhishek ye online aap ye sab jo bech rahe ho to bahut achhi baat hai to koi bhi bech lega property bech ke dikha sakte ho kya and that time only one company in india was trying to sell property online Uh, which was tata tata homes and they okay. were not until that time uh, it was i think 6 5 6 years back or even more so he took me to one of the companies whom he was consulting with and he asked me to present the whole workshop again in front of their management and he said why don't you now uh, convince them that you can sell property online so it was a challenge first of all i was not convinced myself that i can sell property online or not because i had no experience in that and the second was that you know again uh, you are making a promise to the other person sitting in front of you that i can do that but i think right, uh, that for me it was like the uh, opportunity to work with ramray that did the trick i said you know yes sir i would like to work with you and uh, i would love to take this challenge and then you know we worked with them uh, we 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 make sure make sure that in 3 years time almost more than 50% of their properties are sold online which is possibly not even the case for most of the bombay real estate developers wow yeah and yeah, they are i remember yeah and then the news spread out in the market that indusnet has done this small magic then all the other real estate players started coming in they started hiring us and eventually we got almost 80% market share in terms of uh, number of properties sold online or you know or inquired online in kolkata market so abhi se tell me when you were doing these workshops you know were you were you giving these workshops out for free or what was what was the the basis so there was a small entry fee just to make sure that uh, people only who are serious are coming uh so but otherwise there was not a intent to make any money out of it we used to spend more money than make out of those workshops but but I, the point was you you did want to charge them something right because then that's how it, they would create a value and a price differential you know and i think most at least most entrepreneurs i feel they almost feel um you know because they've got venture funding i almost think that they're afraid to ask the customer to pay for a taste right oh, yeah. and, 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 and i know this and, and you know i had a very interesting incident uh, i like to share that with you on this particular topic so i was in a product conclave uh, in bangalore and you know now for a slow guy a guy coming from a slow industry like kolkata a region like kolkata uh, the bangalore can be quite intimidating and uh, everyone was talking about large plans and like large products and everything you know and uh, and everybody would ask me one single question that uh, you know from whom did you raise investment and i was used right. to kind of but as if you know i am i am like uh, being bitten by a snake and there is no <laughs> so i was kind of starting to feeling a little inferior you know i had this inferiority complex coming in ki kya ho raha hai matlab kisi se paise nahi uthaya matlab aap bekar ho kya then i suddenly found that actually who invested in my company and the thought came that it was the customers so the next day who asked to me over uh, you know over the lunch break i said then you know actually we are a customer funded company and that was uh, 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 a moment That's when a great word for it Yeah, and that moment when we also got a lot of confidence. I mean, I individually, personally, got a lot of confidence. That doesn't matter, you know, what's happening outside. 
as long as what you have done has got strong fundamentals i think you can you can change a lot of things but you know and i think i mean again I, there's another great story from your city right about customer capital which is wow momos i mean I, i'm a big fan of of, uh, of the company more than the food i'm a big fan of the entrepreneurs because they talk about customer capital right like we we were funded by customer capital and i i just feel like like you correctly said you know why why are we afraid to ask customers for money right especially at a, at least ask them enough to cover your cost and make a profit yeah. right you know and it, it, it's so funny i mean two, two marwadi guys talking to each other and, and wondering why people can't charge a profit right yeah <laughs> i think if you definitely charge money if a customer is not paying you this means that you are not adding enough value to him and this means that it is going to be a non sustainable business because people don't see value in what you are offering i mean this is the way i look at things you know if you cannot make money out of something don't do it to, your, your, your turnover obviously started with about 10000 rupees a month right and i believe today at least the data that i have you know over 11 million a year at this point yes. you know it's, and it's it's a great great journey have you ever thought that you know i should probably merge with someone or probably take in some money and, and and even make this possibly bigger or is it going to continue this journey of just let's invest the equity back or invest the profits back into equity and just keep growing the same way so my my thinking process is to keep investing back as and keep growing it as long as i'm enjoying it and if it can go to a point where it can become a self sustainable business then let it be a self sustainable business uh, which has its own culture because i'll tell you uh, um, uh, you know anirudh there is a very special culture that we have developed a lot of people uh, hold kolkata in contempt in terms of its culture and we have broken that whole uh, you know vicious circle and created a very special culture inside the company where people are not mm. ashamed of talking about profit where people are not ashamed of talking about running a business where even each individual talks about profit and how the company can be profitable that is the culture we have been able to create in kolkata which a lot of people find very shocking which even i don't find in many companies outside kolkata which are in a much much better uh, ecosystem they are located in much better ecosystem we don't find that so i don't want this culture to get destroyed <coughs> so again i think that i would love to run this company as long as i find it interesting and as long as uh, i can get people from inside the company to keep running it and uh, you know uh, run it as an independent organization because i think sustainability and uh, you know and holding strong culture are are two very important things that uh, entrepreneurs a lot of times don't think about because at the end of the day that is what your legacy is all about i mean even if, if you talk about any legacy that someone can leave i think that is the legacy that you can leave well, rest rest everything is money that you can always make or always you know uh, in cash upon no i mean i completely agree with you on 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 every single point i i think uh, in fact covid is almost like it's almost like that uh, that moment in history that you know where where i think co- companies funded by customer capital and profits survived and the ones that were funded by venture venture or or were making operating losses they died right so how, how was covid for you what what was what was uh, what was the whole journey like you know obviously from the lockdown to the unlocking to to obviously working suddenly everybody working from home what has that that been like and what has the learning been from this uh, journey of six months Yeah, so I know that was quite difficult on the uh, early days, to be very frank, and I will not uh, hold back on that. Uh, we had our difficult moments uh, because suddenly the entire company was working from home, and uh, honestly speaking, for the first month, I was feeling that I am totally out of control. Lots of things are happening. People are logging in, logging out. I don't know what's happening. And then I realized that you know, let's start doing uh, daily standups. Then I started doing daily standups, and I, then I started kind of uh, trickling it down the uh, you know the hierarchy. and then i found that this daily stand up is also not sufficient you know because this daily stand up basically just handles the firefighting on a day to day basis it doesn't build the company over a period of time so then i started uh, you know moving into this weekly uh, uh, calls 
with each of my key members and i ask also ask them to do these weekly calls with their members right so and and i didn't force anyone i just set results and targets that has to be achieved in next one week and this is what we have achieved in last week and then i would give a very genuine feedback and this is how we started running the show and over a period of time it has become quite comfortable for us and you know i am able to manage almost the entire organization half the day uh, you know every day so i have another half day free and in the early days even 12 14 hours we are falling short so for me it was a huge learning and i think i will keep this learning for long term and i will use it in you know further structuring not only my time but the organizational culture like when you started yeah. right and did, did you imagine that today 23 years later this is where you would be sitting and and this is the kind of company you would have built uh, honestly no i didn't think about it because again i think i plan uh, you know uh, a step at a time i i am not a visionary i have never been able to really visual, visualize uh, you know uh, my position and situation uh, through decades i'm sure there are lots of amazing guys who are visionary who can see what they want to achieve and uh, you know uh, and they achieve it but i am not someone of them i take a day at a time i consider it more as an adventure i consider that the journey is much more important than the destination and uh, i i kind of love and enjoy the journey there I wish the team starts putting some of these nuggets of wisdom on the bottom, right? I I, I enjoy the journey more than more than the destination. I mean, these are just nuggets of wisdom. But let me take a couple of audience questions. We've got some. I mean, we're obviously getting flooded at this point. But uh, let's start off with Sandeep Arora. Uh, Sandeep says, Abhishek, you grew up in a Marwari family. Do, what do you think being born in a Marwari business family helped or gain advantage as compared to someone who is born in a non-business family? What were the things that came in easy to you that would not have otherwise come? so uh, yeah so marwadi family you know from even before i started my company i used to sit in uh, my dad's business uh, you know uh, he had done variety of businesses you know maybe sitting in a shop and cutting bills and sitting in his sawmill and uh, you know uh, making bills for the people who are coming and getting their uh, woods uh, uh, sorted out uh, so that is good that you at least know uh, about numbers you know about money i think that is the only good advantage you get but again there are a lot of disadvantages as well Uh, you know because uh, uh, you most of the marwari families have not run uh, technology businesses which are much more dynamic which are much more people oriented and which are technology uh, based right and that is the disadvantage as well so i think uh, it, it's a mix of both uh, one big thing that happened was uh, obviously whenever i stumbled i got a lot of mentoring from my dad and that was been instrumental in my success till date so for example the importance of uh, making profit and being conservative in terms of money has been a, a couple of biggest learning that i have uh, got from him and also having control over the profits on a, each and every level right so how do you slice and dice and find out you know if each and every element is generating profit or not if it, and if it is not it should be by your will and not by chance so if you are not making profit in a particular section it's okay but you should know that you are not making profit and you should know why you are not and making profit and you are right. okay with and for how long you are okay with that so all those uh, the control structure that i learned over a period of time that has come from my dad uh, when i started stumbling when i started having problems he walked in and he showed me you know this is how we we manage money so for example any money that we invest into somewhere we always count that investment at the book value in which we have invested we never consider the upside right we only consider the money in the bank as our asset we don't even consider any outstanding that we are supposed to receive as an asset so these are like very traditional old marwari way of looking at accounts looking at money looking at business uh, which uh, some people might find very odd but we i found that this has been instrumental in terms of giving me the the financial uh, acumen uh, and you know how do you uh, use conservatism in a nice way to build your business and that is the interesting part of it you were an engineer 
and and, yeah. and you're talking about accounts yeah. i mean you must really be 1% of the 1% at this point right because it is very rare and i i think that i don't know that if that's just a marwadi thing but i think you know like even for myself it's just so important for me to see the trial balance every friday right and there's there's a fund there's a, there's a family office there's there's all these other ventures there's my own own books but if i don't see the the trial balance on friday i feel incomplete on saturday because i just don't know whether all the capital is at right and, and I, is that just a marwadi thing or do you think like how important is that to know where where your so, accounts are at as an engineer you know i was always fascinated with uh, nice projects i was never really fascinated with accounts right uh, so again my educational journey was quite interesting um, so after i did my uh, you know uh, plus 12 i went to first uh, you know i first uh, went to an engineering college and um, i mean i was never serious about joint entrance and you know iits and all uh, because who will go and compete in those exams you know i mean that is not for me uh, so i somehow got into an engineering college even after that after giving a very poor jo- joint entrance exam and i found that the engineering college had only six pcs out of 120 students uh, wow. and i found it quite pathetic because i knew how to assemble pc by that time so i said you know this is not something that i am enjoying and uh, the vice dean was uh, not very happy with my statement and he said you know if you are not enjoying then you should leave and i took it very seriously and then i went and joined bcom in sensevius college so i went to engineering i dropped out within 3 months and went to join uh, a bcom college uh where i didn't enjoy the study but i self taught myself the entire engineering syllabus in a way and then i went out to do my masters in uk because in india uh i mean now the education policy has changed but at that time the education policy was not like you know you have done bcom and then you can do a master in technology you can't right. do that uh but uh, uk was very open to that and they uh, took an exam you know for an entry level uh, understanding that do i have basic engineering concepts for a graduate or not and then they admitted me into masters so i am kind of a, i would say i'm kind of a mix between both i you can also say i'm a little confused personality in terms of my education and i still i love doubt that i've known you for i think coming on 7 years i think i think that's really stretching it at this point <laughs> i think we're confused you know what you're doing yeah so i mean i i kind of kind of and that's why i i also got a habit of uh, going and learning diverse subjects so i would learn about world war i would learn about mountaineering Uh, so uh, these are subjects i would love to learn it's not like that i will only keep reading about business books of how to big, build the best, biggest enterprise i think it's also important to uh, do and love what you enjoy doing now there came obviously a moment where where you went from okay i'm not going to be i'm not going to obviously raise funding for myself and then you suddenly started putting money into other businesses right mm-hmm. and you became an angel investor and you were also lp in a couple of really amazing funds one of them i definitely want to get into in a little more in depth <laughs> right sure. but but like where did that decision come that you know what I, i i think it's time to give back i think it's time to put in put in money and uh, because i don't think there were many angel investors from kolkata in the first in the first place and obviously it wasn't it wasn't even on the vc map for many years right so you you're pretty much a pioneer uh, when you when you started angel investing so where did that inspiration come from what was the first company you invested in i think both questions back to back so you know the first thing that happened uh, early in my career was like i had no idea about there is something called angel investment or vc or any kind of investment i always thought that you know you have to do business with your money and that's the only way out there is no other way there is no one to help you with money and uh, that's the way to do business so um, but when the business grew to a particular size i think around 2008 9 um uh, pallav was uh, pallav was like my younger brother in a way he was also okay. not only but i knew his dad also and when i started my company i used to sell hosting to his dad and i used to see pallav sitting in uh, one side of the office writing code so we somehow became good friends because of this old connection and uh, i think pallav was uh, 
planning to shift to Bangalore, and Achha. he came and you know we had a coffee in the in, in cafe coffee day uh, near our office, and he was just telling that you know this is these are the challenges and Calcutta again uh, does not uh, you know does not breed good companies because there is no ecosystem. So I just asked him that, Apollo, then what should we do to breed a good ecosystem? And the discussion went on, and we said that you know we should start an angel fund. And on the spot, there were a few guys having coffee, and we kind of asked them, you know, why don't you do a naming of the angel fund? And they gave a name called Cedars, and uh, and we started the fund then there, and we committed a decent amount of capital from both the sides. And I think that was the entry point for me and Pallav both in the angel investing uh, industry as such. And um, and then I kind of started going out to understand, you know, uh, not just about angel investing, but also just to meet and understand what the external world looks like. Because I was not mm. traveling at that time too much, you know, I was just traveling for very very specific business meetings. So I, you know, and, and since Pallav was living in Bangalore, I said, well, let's let's go out there and see what's happening. And again, I had a few other friends in that region, so I started going out. And in one of the meetings, uh, you know, there was a meeting uh, being done by uh, Morpheus. I think it was their first or second uh, demo day. And uh, you know, uh, and I was invited into that, and I went there, and I saw lots of uh, amazing companies out there. Uh, and I said, you know, I think uh, we should start investing really, and not just wait for getting great companies in Kolkata, but let's start investing wherever I get those companies. And <clears throat> and uh, we were discussing about that, and we found a great company. I don't want to name the company, and that has went on to uh, become a big success story. And we wanted to invest in that company, but we were a day late, so they gave oh, wow. us. They gave us a cutoff date, and we missed that cutoff date, and we went to invest in that company after that day from the demo day teams, and uh, and of course you know they were all subscribed and they did not take that money, and that gave me my first learning that you know if you like a company, do the deal on the spot, don't really you know postpone it for days or anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. So uh, so that was it, and then again uh, things kept kept coming in, and then we finally invested in a company called Cropin. Uh, earlier it was called Cropex, and me and Bollam okay. in the company Cropin and individual capacity. Uh, we decided that even though we have a brand name called or a fund called, we would invest in individual capacity. Uh, obviously for uh, various reasons. Uh, so we we invested in this company Cropin, which is I think uh, doing pretty well now. They are I think one of the largest agri tech player in India. Uh, okay. Yeah, and we invested in many other companies. Many of them flopped. Uh, we tried various <clears throat> permutation combination. And at one point of time, Pallav's uh, uh, you know uh, choices uh, evolved because he was living in Bangalore and he did a lot of other investments. And I also continue to do more investments. So I did around, I think I have done around twenty-five investments till date. And I slowed down in recent time, uh, last three four years because I find it quite boring. Uh, and uh, yeah, so oh, that's, quite that's boring. I want to get into that. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, uh, when you invest, the challenge is that uh, you are a very small shareholder in the company, which is fine, but you don't get. You know, don't get to really support the entrepreneur in a proper way because he will come to you when he needs help. If you try to support right. him in a bigger way, right, you are interfering. And I realize it because I am myself a founder, so I don't like to really interfere in uh, in my industry company's uh, daily day-to-day affairs. And I have never done that. So you know, when I found that if I cannot really contribute beyond a point, what's the use of really you know uh, being a part of that yeah. business? Right. So so that was kind of a turning point for me when I said you know I don't want to be these uh, angel deals. I still do you know. Uh, I'm still a little greedy. I still keep doing one or two deals in a year, but <laughs> but I mostly focus on venture building as a subject, which I think is uh, much more close to my heart. So let's talk about Morpheus. I, I I think you you've already referenced it, but yeah. but where is Cedars though right now? Is Cedars still live? Is it is it how many companies has it done so far? And 
So we didn't invest it through seeders at all. Uh, we did in our own yeah. capacity because we didn't knew about a lot of things and we just registered the company. But then we realized that it's better to do it in individual names. So we started doing in individual names, but the brand stayed on for some time. Uh, and then it is still there. There's a company. It's a company still there. Wow. Okay. You guys have kept it. I mean, kept it alive that's for, for such a long time. But then Morpheus, you, you, I believe you were an investor in the Morpheus Fund as well, which has done. Yes. I mean, I think one of the best, uh, I would say, incubator accelerator funds in India. Oh, the, the, the kind of return, returns it gave, and, and I have a small story of my own. In fact, Avik, yeah. who was on on episode four of the Money Talks, we both actually met at Morpheus on the way to Morpheus. We were going to Morpheus together, and that was the first excursion I did as an angel in the country, where I went to Chandigarh to see. Morpheus and to understand what an accelerator looks like, and it, it does not look anything like an accelerator, by the way, <laughs> a very different feel to an accelerator. But but I, I thought the kind of the kind of thought they put behind, you know, how to how to support an entrepreneur, I think was truly unique in a country at that time that had no idea about how to su support entrepreneurs, you know. And and so, what was your motivation to to sort of support that fund, and and is there anything you learned from that experience? So Samir invited me to uh, his demo day and then he connected me with some of his startups. Uh, he also invited me to one of his events. You know, uh, he used to do these offsite events with all his startups and he invited me to one of his uh, events because he felt that I can add some value or at least I can see what's happening. And I was absolutely blown away. You know, I, I, I felt that this is where the future lies. And I think that is still now. I mean, I have met a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, uh, people who run accelerators and incubators. By far, even as even compared to the uh, you know lavishly looking lavish looking accelerators today, I think Morpheus was still Morpheus is still ahead of its time. And yep. I made new friends, and the whole energy was infectious. And uh, I, I learned a lot about building business because still now, if you see, you know, I have built business purely based on my gut feeling. And as as life took me into different directions, there was no plan, there was no idea that how businesses should be built. Right. Obviously, I may have taken a lot of right decisions. I have taken a lot of wrong decisions. But uh, you know, the the principle of building a business was not there, right, uh, with me. And if someone asked me again to build a business from scratch again, I would have made possibly the same mistakes, or I would not would have right. failed. But when I met these entrepreneurs, I started learning so much that I understood that you know how really you should build a business, and that whole learning of building business came to me, and that was invaluable. So my idea was that you know when you work with smart people, you learn a lot more than you can gain from the investment. So my idea was learning from the amazingly smart people that were part of Smorpheus. And there I saw the opportunity to mingle with them, to learn from them and to share my learnings, whatever I have had. So that is where my real career started, I would say. You know? So almost after uh, running Indusnet for uh, 12, 13 years, that is where my real career started, where my learning started, where my own development uh, started. And I started feeling that, you know, uh, I am growing in my life. In fact, it's so true. I, I think in many ways and, and not, not just even although I've been through something similar, but I think every person I've talked to who is an entrepreneur feels although, almost as if when they invest in other companies, they're they teaching themselves. It's almost like a learning cost. The fun part obviously is to be part of all these journeys, but you're really learning about how to run your business better because you obviously have somebody else doing it with a very fresh perspective in life. Uh, so I, I think, I mean, I mean, that's something very unique. You could say that that is only available uh, through the journey of being an angel investor. So. Now that you've invested in both, you've been 25 companies directly. You've been part of, you know, the Morpheus Fund as an LP, right? What do you prefer, funds direct or or, or your third study, which is which is you know acquisition or acquihire? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I would prefer. Uh, I mean, as, as at this point of time, 
uh, I would continue to like to make few investments here and there and uh, get more into the side of you know acquiring companies which are linked to my business and build a bigger uh, empire because I feel that you know when we, we there's a lot of talk Anurudh, about building ecosystems right especially in Correct. this tier, tier three cities uh, which are underserved in terms of ecosystem in terms of uh, you know uh, uh, funding network I feel that the only way you can really build an ecosystem is by building a great company in that location. See what has happened in Chennai, right? Zoho came up and Zoho literally built a complete ecosystem. Like, if you see different companies came up, which actually, because of their success, they created the whole ecosystem. I feel that if I have to really contribute to Kolkata as a, as a geography, right? I have to build a great company. That's the only way I can really build an ecosystem. There is no other way to build ecosystem in today's world. Right? So a great company will create a lot of stories. It will create a lot of entrepreneurs. It will create a lot of knowledge. It will also bring a lot of talent on the ground. And, you know, I think uh, things will start happening and it has already started happening. So my logic is right now that I would like to uh, do strategic investment in companies and where my partners run the company along with me. So I'm not looking at buying out companies. I'm looking at making strategic investment in companies which complete my portfolio of services where I can compete with the best in the world in digital. And my partners run those companies and I bring the best practices. I bring the connections. I bring the sales. I bring the... Uh, you know the common functionalities inside the business uh, from my uh, experience and uh, and my pool. And, and I think that is exactly leading to my next question, which is, you know, you've obviously created an ecosystem because you're actually actually hiring these companies. So there's all these entrepreneurs all under one roof, right? In 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 fact, INT or or Internet Technologies, right? How do you sort of keep so many entrepreneurs together, right? Because you know they all have different energies, right? And they all are very strong-headed in their own sense. But you've obviously found a way to put them all on one mission and to work together to create something much bigger than themselves. So what's the key? What's the way you've been able to do that? So the way we operate, uh, Anirudh, is that we have some basic key principles on the top. And then we let everyone run the companies the way they want to run. Okay? We don't try to micromanage them. We don't try to uh, you know, uh, run their businesses. We do strategic discussions. We do course corrections if they have gone off the course, if they are not making profits. Uh, we help them in, you know, in uh, implementing the same learning that I have stumbled across at one point of time so that they don't make the same mistakes again. But overall, overall we let them operate in their own ways. So I'll give you an example. So we run a company, uh, you know, I run a company with um, uh, Aji Isaac Matthew, my co-founder in, uh, uh, not my co-founder, actually, I am a director. He's the founder of the company and he is a co-founder. So uh, it's called TechShoe. It was a digital marketing firm actually our nearest competitor in Eastern India. And I knew Ajit for a long time and I had a lot of respect for him. And one day when I approached him, I said, you know, why don't we, we join hands uh, instead of competing? And we agreed and, you know, uh, Indusnet took majority equity in that company and Ajit runs oh, the wow. entire marketing business. So now Indusnet does not do digital marketing. So he has actually been able to clear up a competitor. This means he can double up the business. So it's a win-win. Right? I think at the end of the day, it is important that we create win-win scenarios. And my objective is always to create win-win scenarios, give enough freedom and respect to each of the founder because each founder brings a vision. And without that vision, that founder is nothing. Right? So I and I without the vision, the founder is nothing. Guys, you've got to put that on the bottom. <laughs> and I try to kind of adapt myself to his vision. It is not necessary that everyone has to always adapt to my vision. Because if you have to work together, I think it is more of mutual respect and how you kind of want to build a bigger organization together and force anyone to understand and accept my vision it will take time nobody's going to accept it overnight and you have to have that patience right so i think a lot of merger and acquisition fails because people don't have patience to uh, tolerate each other or to work with each other or to accept <laughs> each other's 
so i think that is uh, there maybe i'm 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 quite tolerant uh, because i think i come from kolkata which is slow moving so maybe that has given me the tolerance but yes i think maybe that is the advantage for me i i, I think it 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 also also begs the question with with so many entrepreneurs around right does does that change the way maybe even where the whole ship is going to move right eventually or is, how do you because you know obviously you you're the, you're the captain today but you've also yeah. got all these people that are, that each has an oar and one could be going faster than the other and then moving the ship they want the way they want i mean in yeah. a in a way how do you manage that kind of uh, i i guess that that the kind of flux that comes from it because most of the time what i've seen at least in india and not just in india i think it's 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 pretty much a, a global phenomenon that most mergers almost 85% of them never work right and 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 only 15% that do you know that is also also goes on to become a future issue in itself right so you but you've been able to successfully do it multiple different times you know so how are you ensuring that the vision that you have for indusnet continues to stick but you also have all these guys whose energies are are, are aligned with that so see all of them hold substantial share in their own companies this means they have got uh, uh, you know deep skin in the game and obviously they are there to gain from the overall growth of their company and indusnet so if tomorrow we have any kind of a you know a mini liquidity event with indusnet they are all free to kind of uh, fold into indusnet as a entity and they can you know uh, get liquidity which is very difficult to get oh, wow. a company to get liquidity in eastern india especially so i think we are right. creating ecosystem by which a lot of these uh, smaller companies can grow with us uh, give us give us bring capability on our table and also help us in creating a leadership pipeline so tomorrow if abhishek is not there running indusnet uh, there are multiple entrepreneurs one of whom can succeed to the position of ceo and run the company which is very rare wow. again how many companies do you see where you already have a succession planning uh, you know which was started with a single founder so i think we have been able to build that and that level of trust has been built and as i said you know uh, my my partners always hold a decent amount of holding inside the company uh, generally it is around 40% or above and they are and they are the decision makers they take all the shots right so i don't take shots so i am not ceo of any of these companies which i have done either in joint venture or i have acquired i have let the ceo remain the ceo i have let the founder remain the founder and i decide to continue to do that in future also because i think uh, the emotional connect that they have with that company i will never be able to have and let's be frank any sure. company which acquires you can never have the same amount of emotional connect with the company and its culture and its system and the processes than the actual original founder has so i want them to continue to run the business and benefit from the upside that indusnet brings on the table so so what's on your wish list today right what what kind of entrepreneur let's say wherever they are in the country should should approach you and then what's the kind of business you would like to probably go out and start making it into a part of indusnet so right now anil i am looking at capability building this means i am not looking at very large businesses i am looking at a small business which is uh, in turnover of between uh, 1 crore to maybe 3 crores or maybe 5 crores which has just started making money just started getting out there uh, right and the founder is finding it difficult to scale or the founder feels that he needs a co-founder along with him to grow that business i will be more than happy to kind of do strategic investment in that company and let him run the business along with giving all the benefits and the customer access of indusnet and kind of provide a one stop uh, you know uh, digital solution like the big boys in the market you know to the uh, to these companies but just much more agile because the large companies unfortunately they are not agile at all and uh, at times uh, they don't have the best customer interest in their mind and i have seen it with close quarters and we have a very simple philosophy that if the customer doesn't win you know any money that you are making is 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 sin there is no value in that and and on your checklist what are the items that are in bold when you're looking at entrepreneurs so you know the, when the entrepreneurs are self evaluating like will, will i be 
part of internet what are the things that they should be careful of or they should be cognizant of when they're approaching you uh, i think resilience is number one uh, i think uh, someone who wants to build things for long term uh, who believes in the infinite game as uh, simon sinek says i am i am interested in working with those people who are in the infinite game uh, who are uh, who are in this game to learn right so obviously you will make money as a by product but i think entrepreneurship journey as i said you know uh, it's it's the journey to be enjoyed and the journey to learn from right uh, and i think i draw this parallel because of my uh, you know not so successful trekking career uh, because there also you know you kind of enjoy the journey more than the destination and you know you learn a lot while you are on that journey so i am looking at people who enjoy to learn in the journey rather than you know just rush to reach the destination i may be very offbeat but yes this is what i am and if somebody wants to reach out to you to to either to either get funded or to have a strategic connect with you what's the best way for them to reach out oh linkedin uh, facebook twitter i'm in i'm in all these places if you just search for my full name abhishek runta i think you should find me great Down so guys any of you entrepreneurs that think has an opportunity and and thinks you know you want to be part of this amazing ecosystem this amazing play that that is called internet technologies best place reach out to him on twitter reach out to him on linkedin reach out to him uh on on facebook i think abhishek before we move into rapid fire i i think there was a few things you want to talk about the internet internet is currently offering entrepreneurs for even for their own venture building process do you want to talk about that for a couple of minutes yeah so what we do is also inside the company i have started dividing the company in small organisms like you know small portions uh, so each strategic business unit is been now given to people inside the organization so that they can also run and build it like a enterprise in their own right they can also become entrepreneurial and uh, we are continually doing this you know continuous division within the organization so i feel that smaller nimble uh, customized organization for the purpose that they are built for i think they are far more powerful for the customer success than anything else and at the end of the day if customer success is kept as the end objective i think the com- that that particular small company and the enterprise as a whole will be very successful so that's the whole idea so i continue to uh, you know figure out people as entrepreneurs from within the organization and give them opportunity to build portions of the business So Abhishek, the next section, I think we talked about it very uh, briefly, uh, is this section we called rapid fire, right? This is the only part of the show that you have not been given any information about. You have no <laughs> idea what I'm going to ask you. But what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you uh, about twelve or thirteen questions that I've got over here, one after the other, and whatever first answer comes to mind, you need to just give it out. Okay? So, are, are you ready for it? Yeah, it's scary, but yes, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, good. I, I, you know, I, I think. getting out of the comfort zone right that that that's the key so uh, so without further ado let's start with with rapid fire uh, first question and i have this is a very common question i ask everyone is which is which is the peter thiel question abhishek one thing that you know to be true but very few people agree with you on it yes. bootstrapping bootstrapping so yeah very true i i absolutely and i actually have done it so i i i think most people will have to agree with you on it <laughs> they don't have a choice on that one <laughs> otherwise people used to believe the other way i i i guess right i mean obviously after after 23 years right you your your numbers do the talking right yeah. that's what that's what really matters um i i think i know the answer to this one but i'm going to ask you any which way uh, scaling before profitability or profitability before scaling and i'm talking about you know unit economics at the unit economic level any day profitability before scaling any day so which company in your anti portfolio hurts you the most um oyo oyo oh wow i know about the, the oyo story it's <laughs> 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 some other day <laughs> uh 
so uh, let's talk about your typical morning routine what is your typical morning routine uh it's mostly around uh, you know getting ready i go for a morning walk i i eat a lot of healthy stuff that my mom uh, kind of you know prepares for me so that i stay healthy and uh, you know i'm not a health freak as such but yes she takes care of uh, getting all those things out and my wife supports on that so i have to have it and then um, you know a little bit of a pranayam a uh, little bit of um, nowadays the two things that has got added to the routine is gargle and uh, uh, steam which was nowhere to, to my life earlier but <laughs> i i i generally uh, you know uh, uh, get ready and uh, get on to work your favorite superhero my favorite superhero superman superman and why there is no reason behind it it's just that that's the first name came to my mind and uh, i think that is uh, one su- superhero that i have seen most movies for one piece to one piece of advice to founders about fundraising I, you know uh, go as far as you can uh, without raising funds so that you can get the uh, funds at the best valuation it's a, it's so so important i think yeah and so from, and, and sorry and raise it from people who uh, who understand business and who have been there done that uh, who have themselves been entrepreneur i, I, I think are possibly uh, the best investors i may be biased because i am one of them but uh, i think uh, founder uh, investors are the best investors True. I agree. I, I, especially the early stages. I think when when uh, financial jugglery is not as important as as you know innovation and support for that. Completely. That's that's a really good one. Uh, if you could pick the brains of one person for twenty four hours, ask them anything you want. Who would it be? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. And what would you learn, would like to learn from him? What <clears throat> I mean, uh, how he how he kind of maneuvered this whole, uh, you know. Uh, the industry because it is not i mean he he built a company which he literally made a monopoly uh, over time and i think uh, when we talk about tech monopolies i think after ibm that was the second largest tech monopoly in the history of uh, our, our tech world right so again i have uh, i have grown up reading about his success story i have uh, grown up using his products uh, i think uh, there is a lot more to than what we know about him i think to a great extent he remains a little bit of a mystery man though he has written books about his own life but i think those are not really touching uh, those nuggets of wisdom that uh, we all uh, want you know i mean books about warren buffet have been written all those books are there where their entire mind has been kind of to a great extent you know uh, uh, put in the open but uh, i don't think uh, bill gates mind has been put in open at that level yet and 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 I, you know to your point I, th- i think it's also also the monopoly that has lasted everyone else yeah. right i mean ibm monopoly came and went but yeah. Microsoft today seems to be it could is still going to monopolize the next 20 years at least yeah. right just the way they're going yeah um and also somebody who's been able to successfully create a next level of leadership as the company you know, goes one of the rare very very rare um one thing you would like to change about the indian startup ecosystem i think the uh, the glamorization it's over glamorized i think it needs to be more reality based I think people need to understand that uh, first of all, entrepreneurship is not for everyone, and uh, second is that uh, you know every business is not fundable, and third I think is that uh, you know uh, investor money is their own money, at least they should use it like their own money, and uh, build strong businesses rather than uh, uh, you know use uh, nice buzzwords. I mean, I never used to know that, but I learned about that, and but I figured out that uh, at the end of the day, uh, those things don't matter, and last but not the least, I think. Uh, they need to uh, build strong customer connect as i as i always believe in 
because at the end of the day the word of mouth and customer success is what takes the company a uh, long way and i think we should be able to build a strong sustainable businesses in india uh, rather than you know just copying uh, silicon valley uh, blindly i i think i think you're also subtly talking about the the value of building a personal brand or rather the company brand uh, yeah. through good work and through word of mouth right versus just trying to go uh, you know hell and high water when it comes to digital marketing and just that that you know transactional marketing that most people are actually more invested into these days and i will not i will not be ashamed to say that i uh, i really despise the advertising that has been done by white hat junior uh, i think uh, they are taking it too far and uh, kind of uh, kind of you know um, uh, crossing the line of ethics somewhere so i think i would not like to build companies like that i mean obviously they have made a lot more money than i have made in my entire life but at the end of the day it's not only about making money i mean if you just need to make money then you can be anything i mean you can be uh, the next uh, the next big don in the market or or you can be able to making money is not the ultimate goal yeah. let's see when do you get your best work done morning or night like are you a morning person or night person uh, both in extreme so either very early morning or uh, very late night so guys if anybody wants to reach out to abhishek very early morning or very late night <laughs> uh if you were to be convicted for a crime what would it be and i think we got pretty close in 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 uh, in uh, portugal to getting arrested for a couple of crimes but but let's go that side if you were to be convicted for a crime what would it be maybe speed driving and you know uh, maybe killing someone well i'll leave the last one out but speed driving is okay for now yeah. no, i'm not um, because of speed driving not really going and killing someone because you drive fast is what you're saying okay i'm serious but fortunately uh, i have never had an accident touch wood and let's keep it that way uh since you're a avid blogger as well and you were talking about blogging who is one blogger you look up to or one and you would recommend others to also follow Oh, there are many. I mean, I I love the articles that comes out on uh, uh, Anderson Horowitz's blog. Uh, I really love them, uh, and I also uh, they were very educative, uh, educational for myself. You know, I I learned a lot of things from there. And again, I I don't generally go apart from these two or three names. I generally don't go by individuals. I go by more of the genre of content, and I try to see and uh, absorb different flavors. and that is uh, what gives me a lot more diversified thought process and another person who has uh, whose blogs and i don't think he blogs a lot he tweets a lot uh, navel ravikant i think uh, he's just amazing yeah yeah definitely that that's someone really to look look forward to uh, so here i think we've got your, your last question uh, three books you would recommend to founders to read then uh, i'm quite diversified in my taste for books i think a founder should read diverse diversified subjects uh, because that gives them a much broader perspective and lateral thinking uh, if it comes to business books i think uh, hard things about hard things is a amazing book uh, any book by jim collins i just love them uh, most of the book by yeah. so I, i i adore it because tom peters uh, talk uh, talk absolutely straight and you know uh, i mean and he, he talks as straight you know that uh, i mean he's at a risk of hurting you at times but he's a straight talker so i love reading his uh, his books In fact, his books are not books. It's like a, a collection of quotes, I would say. So yes, I I I love reading his books. Tom Peters, Jim Collins, and the hard thing about hard things. Wow! Yeah. And and with that, I would say that you know the hardest part of this show is over. So <laughs> you know, thank you so much. I mean, the answers were amazing, uh, Abhishek. I think 
while we've got i think some more people asking questions i'm going to leave that aside because i want to talk to you about blogging what is the what is the importance of i think blogging for an entrepreneur or even an investor i, I think is is there i think uh, blogging is like you know thinking aloud so a lot of times you know entrepreneurs are lonely and you know in fact the most lonely creature that you can find in any business ecosystem and i think they need to talk to themselves and i think blogging is a great way to talk to yourself so that is the reason i started blogging in the first phase uh second phase when i came to blogging and twitter i think it was a little bit it moved to uh, creating your own personal brand and the reason for creating my own personal brand was to create a moat uh you know between because there are hundreds of companies which are extremely in a because i'm in an extremely competitive space and there are hundreds of companies in that space you know if you have to stand out you have to also create your personal brand which makes you stand out so the second reason when i kind of jumped into uh, more of blogging or more of social media it was more to create a personal brand and now the third i'm in the third phase of my uh, blogging career or you can say social media uh, you know uh, uh, usage here it is more about ensuring that the knowledge that i have gained or the experiences that i have gained i would say more of experiences than knowledge because i don't know if that is all true or not uh, is to keep is to put it out in the open and to make sure that it lives uh, and has its own life so these are the three at three different times these were the three different reasons for me to blog or or write content and would you encourage every founder to blog of course because they i mean if they are in the early phase obviously they need to talk to someone and maybe that someone can be you know the blog yeah perfect and I, and you know it's it's so funny that uh, that you say that because it's so serious like some so many times when i started my angel journey i didn't didn't really know who to talk to about all these different things that that i thought were right or wrong and yeah. and, and today when i go back and 6 years later my blog's been on for 6 years now i look at yeah. some of the first blogs and i'm like wow this is what i really thought at that time right and and you can literally see how much how far you've come because you've got this uh, this digital journal that you've got from so many years and i think a lot of people also identify with you because of the things you write because you think you may maybe the only one but the funny thing is there's 85000 startups in in india which any startup is having at least two founders which means there's at least two lakh people going through the same thing you're going through right now so yeah. if, you, if there's probably at least 1% of them that 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 are similar to yours there's 200 people right and mm -hmm. and i think the mathematics just work from there <laughs> so we say i think i think we've come to the end of our time i'm i'm this time i'm really on time we're right in right in an hour but any any final thoughts before we before we end the show for tonight uh no i think i think we have covered it quite well thank you so much anirudh for having me and uh, and giving me the honor of coming on your show and uh, really speak to you as well as your entire audience and yes i i'll i'll cherish this uh, experience thank you so much abhishek thank you for those kind words honestly the pleasure was all mine i think i think i have the best seat in the house every thursday night i get to interview awesome entrepreneurs awesome uh, founders awesome funders uh, and and you know it only expands my journey my learning even further so thank you so much uh, everyone that was on and uh, you know looking forward to having you back in a future sh future show and and at that time maybe we'll talk about uh, int even even more deeply and uh, and and your journey uh, between the two shows bye bye good night everybody